everyone, and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I am talking to you in the afternoon here in California, drinking a Bundaberg Diet Ginger Beer. You guys ever had ginger beer before? I honestly hadn't had it up until about, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago. Man, mind-blowingly good. I personally don't drink alcohol myself, but it makes me feel like I do, and uh, I guess that makes me feel more manly or something. I don't know. Anyways, our guest today is Jessie Lee, who is an adult film actress. Uh, I guess that's like a politically correct term, or for a more, I don't know, mature audience, she's a porn star. There you go. More on her in a minute. Our partner, propertyofzach.com. Visit the website. Uh, they just launched a record label. When I say they, Zach, he was a previous guest. Check out a few episodes back. I talked to him a lot about his life and how the site started, all that type of stuff. All the latest and greatest in what's happening in independent music. So go visit them. They will appreciate it and enjoy the traffic. And then you will benefit from all the knowledge that you get. It just makes you a more well-rounded person, okay? That's all I'm trying to say. Review the show. Go to iTunes, type in 100 Words Podcast, and then you will be able to do one of two things. You can give us some star ratings, or you can give us some nice words. Yeah, there's been two really, really cool reviews lately. Uh, One of them actually just tossing out some ideas. I'm like, yo, you should interview these people. And I'm finding more and more people feel compelled to share that, which is awesome, because there are certain people that I, like get a message and I say, yes, that would be interesting. So I immediately reach out to them. That's kind of what's happening with some future episodes. Dude from Modern Life is War, dude from Oh Brother, just to give you a little tease on some upcoming shows. And if you you want some more internet wisdom, go to the website, 100wordspodcast.com. And uh, I posted a lot of stuff there between the shows because I post a new show every Tuesday for those of you that uh, just haven't paid attention to that release schedule. On Wednesday, you're like, oh, let's pop on the website. Oh, cool. Here's this movie that I wasn't aware of, or here's this new record that I haven't listened to. So check that out, because people always enjoy recommendations, especially from someone you're like, oh, yeah, they, they don't have a bad taste. Like, I can I can get behind what they're throwing out there. And uh, the editor for this episode is Tom Richfield, who I will be hanging out with, like, in days. He lives in the UK, and he's vacationing with his girlfriend. So uh, I'm excited to meet him face-to-face. Before we talk about Jesse Lee, I want to talk about reunions. I'm fairly certain in a previous episode, I talked about reunion shows. I think it was around the time that the musical outfit known as Refused announced that they were doing some shows. I mean, it's just, it's so pervasive now where it's like, you know, you have bands that are even, I would say, you know, C and D level doing reunions and it's fine. I have no problem with it because I have participated in it myself. So I'm not going to sit here and throw stones. I think the thing that starts to make me personally feel uncomfortable when I look at other bands doing it, when it's just like a cut and dry payday. And to be fair, bands that got paid negative thousands and thousands of dollars when they were touring and then, you know, are able to kind of compensate themselves later on down the line, that's fine. I get it. Uh, Would I do that? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I've never been put in the position where it's like, hey, we will pay you thousands of dollars. But I have been put in the position where it's like, hey, we'll fly you to Japan. You know, you'll make a little money off of it. 
you know, like maybe a thousand bucks, but it's more about the experience. But I've taken that and I have enjoyed those opportunities afforded to me, but I've never had Coachella obviously come up to me and say, hey, I'm interested in paying you, you know, $700,000 to play. But I feel that sometimes when certain bands come back, they come back in the wrong context, I guess, in the way that they, um, using a band like Refuse, for example. Um, I thought they did it very well. Uh, you know, they announced they're playing Coachella and then they did other shows around it and they kind of did a world tour and it was cool because they did it kind of on their own terms in the sense of, you know, they put it at appropriately sized venues enough to where people could obviously see them if they wanted to. And then, you know, people that were lucky enough to see them in smaller venues, such as myself, got that opportunity as well. Uh, bands that are kind of, I guess, setting up their own thing. I don't know. It's weird. It's continually confusing to me. And I don't even know why I bring it up besides the fact that it's just on my mind. So I want to know what you, the listener, thinks of reunions and kind of what makes you feel comfortable, what you think is bullshit, all that type of stuff. Because um, I don't know. I just I feel like I need to talk about it with a few people in order to really kind of solidify which ones I feel crappy about and which ones I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. I can I can get behind that. So yes, Jesse Lee. I, I'm tr- I can't remember exactly where I became aware of her, but it was just one of those things where um, porn has always been, I guess, present in my life ever since I was, I don't know, you know, 14 or 15 years old, whenever a male finds out about the porn industry. It wasn't like through my dad's Playboy or anything like that. And this is going to sound really fucked up, but something that I've shared with a few of my friends where my dad was very, um, I guess, sexually open, uh, open to the point of where he said, hey, Ray, when you turn 18, if you still have your virginity, I will get you a hooker. Now, I don't share this story because I feel like he is a terrible person. He actually passed away a few years ago, so he can't even defend himself at this point. But uh, that just shows the sort of atmosphere I was raised in. So anyways, with that being said, uh, I was always aware of it. I personally don't use it on a fairly regular basis, but I have viewed it and I do view it on occasion. So when the kind of alt porn scene started to happen, where it's like, you know, okay, girls and tattoos that are participating in the adult film industry, Burning Angel, that popped up. That is a site that is dedicated to alt porn and the intersection of music and pornography. So Jesse Lee is a participant within that, I guess, family, for lack of a better term. Many, many mutual friends. And I was like, you know what? I think she will offer a very interesting take on pornography, the adult film industry, because uh, she herself, as we will talk about in the interview, is straight edge. Um, and so, I don't know, I just feel like there was a, there's a lot of interesting things to speak about with her. So, uh, she was kind enough to invite me over to her apartment and we had this nice in-person chat. Here we go. My own personal introduction to kind of, you know. You, as, as an individual, I mean, obviously, any healthy American males aware of pornography that exists. Of course. My, my ex-boyfriend, when I was 16, yeah. he was obsessed with Jenna Jameson. Not Jenna Jameson. Jimmy Fox, if you know who that is. Uh-uh. Jimmy F-O-X-X. Sure. I, as so, I would imagine her name, yeah. her name to be. It's not just going to be but, uh, Fox. He was, like, obsessed with her. Right. And so she had a bunch of scenes with Jenna Jameson. Like, this was, like, 14 years ago. Right, right, right. Once I started to see the advent of, you know, what Joanna was doing with Burning Angel and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and kind of combining the sort of, you know, alt lifestyle pornography and then obviously... um, The one thing I love is that as long as the girl lives, you know, in like an alt lifestyle whatsoever, like she's more than welcome to be on the site, you know, as long as she's hot. Right. So there's girls with 
new tattoos, girls with a bunch of really bad tattoos, girls yeah. that don't even listen to like metal or hardcore or punk, they, yeah. girls who listen to like just rap, so there's like all different variations of like all girls. Right. And a lot of times people don't get it, people are like, oh, she doesn't have tattoos, why is she on Burning Angel? I was like, well, Burning Angel's not just tattooed girls, it mm. even says on the header, so it's like punk, hardcore, goth, emo, and it's right, like, right. goth and emo girls. Don't have tattoos. Right. They're yeah, yeah. not necessarily. They're right, too right. emo. They right. rather go cry in a corner. Sure, sure, sure. Because, uh, I mean, I myself am straight edge and have been ever since I was like 15 oh, yeah. years old. we got to stay together. But, and so... It, it down. Exactly. I'm one of the last of the few. <laughs> so, As you know, Jeremy's straight edge also. Yes, he is. He is. The edge is strong in this room. <laughs> it's very strong. <laughs> that in and of itself intrigued me. So I was just like... What does this what does this girl have going on? Many mutual friends, but obviously they never met one another. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen, yeah. It was, it was Chris Hansen that uh that got he, us together. Exactly, he did. Yes, he was like, here, here's your email. I was like, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where my entry point of just like you seem intriguing as an individual, as a person, as the choices you made in your life. And that obviously leads us to where we're at right now. Yay. <laughs> born and raised. Were you East Coast, West Coast? East I have Coast. no idea. So I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Um, Buffalo, okay. For a couple years, I lived in Louisiana, Fort Polk, Louisiana, because my dad was in the army. I was about to say that. Make, that makes sense. <laughs> my little sister, my little sister was born there. And then okay. we moved up to Buffalo, where I spent a good majority of my life. But I you were, but you were born in Buffalo. And born in, then, yeah, okay, born it. in Buffalo, and then we moved to Louisiana for a few years, and then went back to Buffalo like, after my dad was out of the army. Sure. And then just after I turned 21, I moved out to Frederick, Maryland, which is a, if you can imagine any small, super, super small town, Yeah. that's Frederick, Maryland. Okay. That's actually where I met, uh, she's a porn actress, Annie uh-huh. Sandimas. Okay. Yeah. So I met her there. She was one of my first friends in Maryland. After living in Frederick for a year, I was like, I need to be in the civilization. So I moved to Baltimore. Okay. And then... How far, how far was Fred? Frederick. 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 Okay. Yeah, which was nicknamed Fredneck. <laughs> okay. Tons of rednecks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone had like a redneck accent, which is crazy because it's like Maryland. Yeah, it's yeah. like above DC, but well, it's that's like, like the, super redneck. I don't know if you're familiar with the comedian David Cross. He does a joke oh, yeah. about like that accent you can have anywhere. You could be from fucking Bozeman, Montana, or you can be from Juneau, Alaska, and that accent is everywhere. So Seriously, they have it in Buffalo too. Like yeah. in the south towns of Buffalo, like right. out of the south towns, like by Walmart. Yeah, yeah. You, you can know? basically take a survey around a Walmart. Like, right by Walmart is where all the rednecks are. Right, right, And right. there's lots of Walmarts in Frederick. Okay. So, you know. Um, and in, in relation to Baltimore, how far is that? An hour. An hour, It's okay. like, okay, so there's, Bal- so there's Baltimore, which is north. There's D.C., which is south. Okay. So D.C. and Baltimore are an hour from each other. And then Frederick is like, an hour southwest of Baltimore and okay. an hour northwest okay. of D.C. So Got it's it. like a little triangle. But yeah, then after living in Baltimore for a year, I moved to Brooklyn. Okay. And right after that, I became a burning angel. And Got it. Yes. And then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Six years later, you know. So what was, your, what was your family structure like? So you had, it was just you at the beginning before your little sister was born? Um, I have two sisters. Okay. I have an older sister and a younger sister. Got it. So. And was your both your father and your mother were present when you were yes. born and brought mm-hmm. into the world? And yep, they were. And are they still together? No. Okay. They divorced about a decade ago. For the I better? Was, no, oh. they're having issues. And, yeah. You know, he's like remarried a couple times. Got it. <laughs> one of those. I, that was he, the... he's, right now he's a born again Christian. Oh. He became one of those after my mom and him split up. So okay. that was fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. He gave me a Bible one year for Christmas and one year, yeah, right. I, I threw it out. Right. In front yeah. of him? 
or just like no, just just no. not interested. But in his dad. he does know I've got free tattooed on my hand. Right. So. You're obviously making the proclamation pretty strong. Like you know, I don't think that's what you should do. Yeah, I probably shouldn't show my like inverted pentagrams and inverted crosses and you know my demonic tattoos on my feet. You know, I probably shouldn't show him that or six six six. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, he may he may be a little disappointed from that perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so your your father was in the army, and what does your mom do for a living? She's a nurse. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a very caring profession. Yeah, she's she's very very caring. So. Yeah. And so then you, like you said, you obviously moved down to Louisiana, and then say most of your formative years were like in Buffalo. Like that was pretty kind of much, when you yeah. started going to junior high, high school, and stuff yeah, like I, that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much grew up in Buffalo. I went to a normal high school for my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And then I hated high school. Okay. And I wanted to graduate early, so I went to an alternative high school. Okay. On my own terms. Most kids get kicked out of their home school, and say. that's why they go there. Or that's but, like the, the pregnant girl school? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the fact is, there's no pregnant girls in that school, though, because it's Buffalo. People don't really... Get pregnant there? They do, but... <laughs> but back, they, get, back, they get put to another school. Yeah. <laughs> back then, back then, there was no pregnant girls in my high school. Yeah. Oh, ever. I These mean, days, now it's like every fucking girl's pregnant. High school Every daycare. Fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I never, I had that. I mean, granted, I went to like a, I went to like a Lutheran, like Christian high school and it was mostly Ooh. because of my mom was a school teacher, so she just wanted small class sizes. Oh, fun. I mean, obviously I never experienced like, oh, that girl's out sick for six months, but like, Weird. yeah, but now it's wow, like, she it looked, seemed... she's got really, really fat <laughs> totally. and then she just like came back and she was skinny and she yeah, like, yeah. I mean... These days in LA, I could be like, oh, she got liposuction. It could be one of those. You know, <laughs> totally, totally. That's so. funny. That's funny that you. I actually went to a Catholic school for kindergarten and first and second. Okay. When I'm in kindergarten, my mom would bring me to school, mm-hmm. and I would literally, I would run out crying after her. I would really? like, I'm like, mommy, don't leave me. And I'd like cry, like cry, cry. My teacher had to bribe me with stickers. It was, and was it just because you were like, I don't want to be with my, uh, my parents, or like, I just. Don't feel comfortable here. I don't know. I mean, I know it's hard I to just, reflect upon your like, kindergarten. Mommy, mommy. Yeah. I think it's just because I was like, I was yeah. such a mama's girl. Right. So, so that's, you would, yeah. you would define yourself. You got along with your dad, but you were like, yo, my mom is where it's at. Yeah, my mom is, my mom is my hero. I love her. Got so it. she gets me through everything. She's, so. she's the rock. It's totally is. That's awesome. You have remained close with her through the divorce and your father is just kind of checks in occasionally so to speak or are you keep are you keeping regular touch with well just recently we've like in the past like few years mm-hmm. we've become close again but for a while i fucking hated him sure so, yeah he's yeah, changed yeah. a lot after his second divorce he changed so he's on his third wife now or no, he's currently he's, single he has a girlfriend right now I don't really <laughs> it's hard know. it's hard to keep track i don't really know no no i mean i was just like my my father he dates he... more than i do and he's like you know 50 Alright, he's in his 50s, he's almost 60. My dad was on his third marriage, he passed away two years ago, but it was one of those things where when he told me that he's getting married the third time, like, that's cool, like, tell me in like five years once he really sorted it out. I mean, third time's a charm though, right? right. <laughs> and he probably made that joke to me at some point, just because I was like, oh, God, dad, <laughs> that's I, kind of awesome. I will not believe you until like you actually really like tough, tough this one out for longer than fucking two years or whatever. Um... And so when you started to go, like you said, you, you hated high school, and so you wanted to get the fast track out of there? Yeah, but then I was, you know, at the alternative school, and I wanted to, you know, fit in with the cool kids, yeah. so I just started slacking, and then got held back for a second sophomore year, and I was like, fuck this! So I dropped out. Really? And got my good enough diploma. Okay, good. Your GED, as they say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, why have I never heard of that? 
I mean, I've heard GED, but I've never heard the good enough. Really? Yeah. I've been using that for like, since I got it. That's like, spectacular. I like love that. Over 10 years ago. <laughs> God, well, at least, at least you got that though. Because obviously it's like, yeah. you, you see certain people. I mean, it really does take an effort to not graduate high school in the sense of like, I understand your experience where you're like, like, fuck this. Like, I'm out. Yeah. But to like actually go through all four years of high school and not graduate, that I don't understand because like I don't get that either. Grades are kind of given to you. Like my older sister dropped out in her her senior year. Her mm-hmm. senior year. Oh my god, so and close. And she got and she got her GED. But right now she's like getting like all these like bachelors and masters and like the higher masters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What? Yeah. She works for McDonald's. Really? She works corporate for McDonald's. Holy I'm shit. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. in Chicago. Because no. I think that's where their headquarters are. She doesn't work at their... Head, at the headquarters, yeah, with some satellite like, office or whatever. She pretty much, like, overlooks all the McDonald's in, like, her area. Oh, okay. Crazy. Nuts. But when you were in high school, your parents were still together, correct? Yes. And so um, you're... No, actually, they split up... Towards the end of... When I was 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, freshman, sophomore year, or yeah. whenever when that transition When I went to point. the alternative school. Right, right. Pretty much. What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that had something to do with it. You hated high school, and you were basically rebelling against everything that... Everything and anything. Right. Yeah. How, I mean, how did your mom handle you? Like, was it just... Were you just the biggest pain in the ass? <gasps> it's really hard to handle. And right. And I have to give it to her. I mean, what I, were... I was such a fucking shit. I was yeah. such a little shithead. You just talk back and just the worst. Yeah, her and I would, like, get in fights. I remember the one time, like, I was in this, like, old house where we still had, like, radiators. Okay. And I remember, like, screaming at her, and I, like... Because it was like, she just started dating again after her and my dad divorced. So okay. it was like, I don't know why, but I was like calling her a slut and like all this stuff, you know, because yeah, 15 year old. Yeah. Sure, sure. I was on a lot of drugs. It happens. <laughs> so. Oh, so you were, you were rebelling in every sense of the term. Every sense, yeah. And then okay. my, I remember my mom, like, she grabbed me by the back of my head and slammed me into the bathtub. Oh my God. And I got up and she slammed me over the radiator and started hitting me. I'm like, sure. Oh, no. And I never fucked with her ever again. I was like, Oh, man. Because it was the first time she ever, ever, ever hit me. And like, I was like, physically, right, right, right. Oh, okay, all right. Right. So I learned. So, so I feared her. Right. Which is what I think is wrong with the youth of today. Children do not fear their parents. Sure. So they need to fear them. So there I think There parents, needs to be some element I think parents, of... I think it, should, it shouldn't be against the law to beat your children if they need it. I think the, the way that you're saying the, it... Discipline them strongly. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Be- Physically discipline them, discipline them strongly. Beating a child. Like, that that could send some red flags for people. That that yeah. terminology. But I, I guess, understand what yeah, you're I saying. Yeah, I guess... Wrong, wrong, wrong. But uh, <laughs> your, your point is well taken. Yes, there are definitely... like qu- The idea of corporal punishment where, like... I mean, I definitely remember getting spanked in elementary school and like not thinking twice of it just being like i'm not gonna fucking do that again like, exactly and right. you learn not to do that again mm-hmm. like kids these days push buttons it's true kids are so fucking disrespectful right. so disrespectful yeah, yeah i fucking hate kids sure <laughs> <laughs> we'll hit on that later um what sort of person did you find yourself like trying to be like in high school like did you start to get into music then like what was your sort of thing were you just kind of wandering from sort of I, I listened to Top 40 Radio okay. all the way up until the age of 19. Okay. I was working at Denny's doing overnights and a bunch of that, like, you know, tattooed metal dudes would, like, come in all the time and I became friends with them. So okay. I would, like, I would, like, go to their shows and then I would start to go to more shows and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was, like, 19, so, like, 10 years ago is when I started getting, sure. like, heavy music. Okay. 
and but in high school you were basically just kind of like like you said you were just doing drugs and rebelling and like no particular like scene so to speak you were just kind yeah. of like hanging out with people like, like a wallflower too i like kind of didn't like didn't have like a clique of friends like i was like the least girly girl ever i'm a tomboy at heart yeah i just know how to look really girly i just i love being a tomboy did you play sports as a little girl i was a cheerleader oh. <laughs> <laughs> Contradiction in terms of Okay, when I was younger, I was a cheerleader until high school. So I made the cheer squad, cheerleading squad, like freshman year. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't friends with any of the cheerleaders because I wore like baggy jeans and like, you know. (laughs) Right long sleeve shirts and stuff i looked like a tomboy but i was a cheerleader right and then, you enjoyed like the dance aspect of it or just i just kind of the... i like performing so uh, it's like one of those because i was in drama club and stuff too so uh, i just love being on a stage in front of people got so, it got it yeah when did you start doing drama middle school okay high school, yeah. and so you're doing like plays and stuff like that yeah pretty much um i was mostly i didn't do like the whole acting aspect of it i sure. did mostly like the chorus but i was always like in the front of mm-hmm. the chorus and Anytime I was in chorus in elementary and middle school, I always got, like, the leads. Sure. So, back then I could actually sing. Not so much anymore. Oh, so you, you feel like you've lost that. Well, I smoked <laughs> cigarettes for 12 years. Ah. So. That has a tendency yeah, to Yeah, because I because voice. I did that, I fucked up my voice. It's a bummer. It happens. Right. <laughs> you, live, you live and learn. Whatever. What what uh, were you... Uh, I'm not going to be the next Disney star anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they might do a background check on that. Probably. <laughs> But then again, that doesn't seem to... Usually the girls that get piped into the Disney system obviously end up trying to rebel hard anyways. Because yeah, they, because they're like all around being... Because they have to be good. Right. So they rebel and they're like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in Spring Breakers. <laughs> Spring Break 99. What, register? Or like, because they have what, like tenor? Like, the, I mean, were you doing like solos and stuff know. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You were just, you were just I'll, like, I'll sing. I'll, I'll be go. there. I was like, I just like being the center of attention. Sure, sure. It's kind of like... Why I like doing cheerleading too? Yeah. So the center of attention. So were you were you bummed that your that your sister came along because then took some attention away from you? <laughs> no. What really sucked about growing up though is like so my older sister is a year older than I am. My okay. younger sister is three years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So all of my sisters' clothes because I was, I was very very poor growing up. Okay. Um. So all of my older sisters' clothes were then mine right. after you know I always got hand me downs, but by the time I was done wearing them. Right. They're too frazzled for my little sister. So I was she getting all the sisters how many downs. So it wasn't that I hated my younger sister. Was like, I was like, oh, fuck this bitch. Like I, I should... My older sister had like the worst style ever. Right. So you so, you so basically they, were just a little version of her because you had no choice. Yeah. And like because like growing up and stuff, I got picked on for my clothes. And I'm like, it's not my fault. My sister picked them out. <laughs> I can't pick out my own clothes because they're downs exactly i'm like oh this fucking bitch right but i'm I'm, very, I'm way closer to my younger sister than my older sister interesting yeah. maybe because there's some there's obviously some time difference because like, i mean a, like a year is that's really tight like as yeah. far as time her and, I, her and i aren't on the same page with anything sure she has a son mm-hmm. who's i think i believe he's 12 now oh wow so yeah she's she's a mom sure she's yeah she's obviously she's just a mom my little sister not a mom right right so looking at where you're at in your life versus where you're at where your sister's at it's like you know she has no she's no context for anything that you're doing or involved in yeah besides like judgment which i'm imagining probably exists yeah yeah <laughs> so that's why it's that's why it's difficult for you to obviously like you know probably see eye to eye with her or have any sort of 
you know, solid yeah, relationship. Yeah, she just has a very, like, conservative view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my little sister, not so much. So. Right, right. She's more open. Yeah, very. Basically, once you got your good enough diploma. Um, <laughs> did you have any sense of, like, I would like to be a cheerleader when I grow up? Like, what What was your sort of um, vision What I wanted to do, I wanted to work at a radio station. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to be a, you know, online person or on-air personality. Sure. Oh, sucks is the guy that I was dating was mm-hmm. the top 40 Buffalo oh, um, okay. radio personality. Okay. So I couldn't work at his station. Okay. Because they and wouldn't hire you based off the Yeah, because it's like, it's like, oh, that's John's girlfriend. Oh, I can't hire her. So I couldn't get hired because I couldn't get hired at his okay. station. Sure. But then I couldn't work at another station because it's competition. So it's like, oh, she's working for our... our our enemies. Right, right, our rivals. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So you're kind of rocking hard play. So, what? so, so I worked at Starbucks instead. <laughs> so you're a barista. Yeah. <laughs> I love Starbucks. I, I love Starbucks as well. I mean, I love working there. Right. But I love drinking it, too. Right, right. <laughs> so no. you, you really like Yeah, Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks back when it was an automatic. It was sure. like when you actually had to, like, pound down the shots. And right, right, Or pound down right. the grains. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm probably not using the word, the right words. No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> well, it's been a few years since you've worked there. Whether or not you enjoy coffee, you have to appreciate the fact that there's obviously an artistry about it. Like, yeah. you're not. It's not just kind of like, oh, you're like here, here's this coffee. It's like, no, these are beans, and you have to make them into this, and you have to do this. And so, yeah. I can understand where you're like, yeah, hands on. Like, yeah. So my drink at Starbucks is a. I get all the boxes filled. Okay. All the boxes. So oh, <laughs> I like that. Box. You're like, if I'm not getting a box filled, it's not a good drink. No, I mean, that way I can, like, tell if they're, like, doing my drink right, because, like, all the boxes are filled. Oh, I see. So it's a little, it's a little sniff test. It's kinda, like, all right. Kind of it. Yeah. Um, I get a half-calf, double-tall, vanilla, soy, no-it mocha. It's really good. Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. And where did the, the radio personality, was just the fact, again, you were kind of going back to, like, oh, I liked these sort of attention. That would Pretty be, much. Yeah, 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 I've always, like, I've entertainment in my blood. Even when I was younger, I used to, be, I used to do dance classes and stuff like that, and I was mm-hmm. such a ham. Such a ham, yeah. Yeah, even, I even have this, like, I don't know where it is right now because I'm still moving. <laughs> right. Um, this like photo from like Astro World in Texas of me and my sisters next to Bugs Bunny. Uh-huh. My sisters are all like smiling or whatever. I'm yeah. doing this like cute little pose like sure. right next to Bugs Bunny. I'm like three, four at most. <laughs> I, was, like, like, I was such a little high. I was like, oh, that's sure. where it started. I know how to get this attention. Like, just watch this. <laughs> I just, I've just always been in, I don't know. I just love entertaining. So yeah. I think that makes sense on why I do everything that I do. Right, right, of course. And so then as you started to get kind of introduced, you know, you were just working odd jobs, obviously. And as you started to get introduced to, you know, music, the shift from top 40 to like metal and punk and hardcore, like that's a huge one. So like, why did you gravitate towards that? We're like, oh, this is great. I've always been in like, you know, the radio rock, mm-hmm. like since I was younger, like Pearl Jam, garbage, sure. stuff like that. Right. So it's just like really, really into that. And then I started getting into like post-hardcore. Okay. Which is, you know, mostly singing, mm-hmm. you know, mostly clean vocals, right. only a little bit of screaming. So I started to know that, and then it just progressed. Mm-hmm. So And so, because you, you said, like, so you're 19, working at Denny's, and, like, the metal dudes kind of sort of introduced you to that. Like, or what was so cool about that that you were like, oh, Well, I mean, is... I'd already started, like, when I was younger, I used to go tanning a lot and dye my hair, like, super blonde, you know, kind of like the way I am now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. without tattoos. Sure. So I just stopped tanning uh-huh. and i stopped dyeing my hair blonde i would just dye it dark right so then i got in and then i started wearing a bunch of like studded bracelets and like gradually changing my style to more like sure rock mm-hmm. more metal so you know i like them more so that's why yeah it kind of spoke to you yeah 
you know, metal's one community and hardcore's one community and punk's one community. But obviously, it's all under the same umbrella. Yeah, I was more, I was more into like post hardcore and metal are like the two. They're still the two subgenres of music that I listen to the most. I just love heavy aggressive music. Like, I like some hardcore, but it has to be like progressive hardcore. Sure, you know? got it. Even like stuff like Defeater. Right, like right. That. Like that's hardcore, but it's yeah, like it's a progressive. Great band. Yeah, yeah, it's great. There's. A level of melody, there's emotion. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like that. I like music that um, you can tell that they're putting all their feelings and emotions into these lyrics sure. and into the music. So right. I don't like overproduced shit they put on the radio. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, stuff def- they just write because it's like, oh, that's going to sell stuff. It's right. like, no, there's no meaning behind it. I like. It's one of those things that once you've been exposed to that, what you're talking about yeah. as far as like the level of you know, intimacy and emotion that music can create when it's just coming from a place of like, okay, we're not doing this to yeah. make a career out of it. Once you get exposed to that and then you listen to the other stuff, it's so easy to differentiate. Yeah. Or even like music that doesn't have to do with their own personal experiences, mm-hmm. but it has to do with the story. Sure. Like they can tell the story with such passion. Yeah. All about that. Yeah. yeah like so. sign me up. Yeah. Like Defeater. Yeah. It's a great it, band. You know, it's always a story. Totally. Every single album is a story. It's awesome. That's planned from the beginning, which is even crazier. It's yeah. like the band just, they just know what's up. It sounds like the move to Baltimore was kind of like your definitive step into like the world that you know now, like yeah. in a way. Like, so, I mean. Totally like scene looking, you know, like a like crazy scene here. I look like a scene kid. Yeah. Were you, were you, did you find yourself being like, you know, were you a, a MySpace celebrity? Were you any of these other social networking platforms? Like people started to pay attention because like, Oh, hot girl with crazy looking stuff going on. Like, did that no, ever happen for you? No. No. Okay. Just curious. I mean, because it's one of those things. I where... had like a thirty five hundred friends on MySpace, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's so much. Yeah, yeah. But then it wasn't until I started like modeling, like with my clothes off, <laughs> that people actually started like, oh, it's oh, that girl. That's... Oh, that girl. Got it. Yeah. Well, because there's obviously, I mean, in that age of MySpace celebrities, it was definitely like your people that really took it seriously, you know, like people that really were putting themselves out there and be like, all right, yeah. I got to get more friends. I got to have, you know, I got to hire a person to add more friends each day. It's like, holy shit. Like General Fidelity and Calcor. Yeah. They're my friends still. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love them. Right, right. Um, and so the, because uh, so, I mean, obviously the, le- I mean, like you said, entertaining was always in your blood, but obviously making the leap from being like, okay, like I like, I like entertaining to the idea of doing pornography. Like that's a huge, but, well, I, I was working at Starbucks and I right. wasn't making much money. And a lot of sure. my friends in Baltimore, as you know, Starbucks don't make much money yeah, because yeah. it's minimum wage or eight bucks an hour. Right, right, right. Something right. retarded like that. Right. So a bunch of my friends were stripping. Oh, okay. So I was like, hey guys. <laughs> Can you help me out? I really want to make the money that you're making because yeah. I want to make the amount of money that I make at Starbucks in a month in a night stripping, which is what I did. Right. Um. So I started. I was a natural. So. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Obviously. I mean, the the idea of stripping is obviously like that. Like you said, in and of itself, is just a matter of performing. It's probably like you know, exactly same idea of doing a true routine without clothes on. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're like I already do that in my bedroom, so now it's exactly. just exactly. <laughs> You know, did you were you in a relationship when you were in Baltimore, like at that time? I haven't been in a real relationship since Top Forty Radio Personality. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't do relationships. Right, right. I've gone on dates, but not. Yeah, not I, I like, I casually see guys, but right? After like a month, it's like I'm done. And is boredom on your part? Not always, not always the case. I just a partner, whoever that may be, you know, has to be comfortable with the idea of you doing what you're doing. And it's, a lot of guys aren't. I mean, I'll be honest. Okay, we, won't say, we won't say a lot. We'll say the majority of mankind 
right. is not comfortable with what I do. This is this is how I imagine it going. Like it's like a knee jerk reaction. Like you know, say say I am courting you, and I'm like I'm like oh yeah, I'm into Jesse. Like I'm I I could theoretically talk myself into the idea. Like yeah, like I'm cool with that. And then like two weeks into it, I'd be like, no, wait a minute, I'm not cool with that. And I imagine <laughs> or, that's like the last boyfriend I had was like right before I became sober. Uh huh. So it was like really long time ago. Sure. But um. We were dating, and he knew he was, like, the last boyfriend I had. I've only had two boyfriends in the past decade. Right, right. I'm sorry. Since I broke up with my... Since me and my ex broke up, like, about a decade ago, right. I've only had one boyfriend. Okay. And it was for four months. Okay. But it's only because... Okay. So, when he when we first met, he knew, you know, I told him who I was or whatever, and, like, right. you know, he looked me up and stuff, and he, like, found photos of me, stuff like that, and he, like, would, like, jack off to, like, my photos <laughs> and stuff. Like, I would find them, like, like... Like, I'd go in his bedroom, and, like, sure. his little, like, end table was like, what are pictures of me doing in here? He's like, oh, I use those. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, They're okay. my material. Right. Yeah, so after we were dating for a couple months, um, a lot, like, I wasn't, I wasn't filming while mm-hmm. I was dating, like, when I first started dating him. Sure. But two months later, like, all of my stuff that I filmed, like, months previously right, to right. dating him started coming out, and I started eating box covers, starting to, like, I got nominated for, like, Best DP Sex Scene in 2009. Sure. So, you know, he felt a little weird about that. And he wanted me to quit porn. Sure. I ma- Well, I imagine so. that's, like I said, I imagine that's most of... So, yeah, I don't do relationships. Yeah, yeah. It's, I can understand yeah. that. I can understand the... I like, uh, I like my I like my long-term booty calls. Right. Like Dave Navarro, my long-term booty call. I love him. He's great. <laughs> I've literally been sleeping with Dave for over five years. That's great. And then my friend Droma is also my other long-term booty call. That's good. Awesome. Yeah, it's just like, that's well... That's all I'm... I need. Literally, that's all right, I need. Right, right. <laughs> when they're both home from tour, you know, I see that. Yeah, it's, it's like, fine. hey, how's it going? Right, right. The, um... And, and sorry, I'm jumping around here, but the <laughs> idea cool. of the... It's like when you, you know, when you became sober, it sounds like one of those things where it's like, you know, you're a very, uh, you know, extreme person in the sense of like, you, yeah. do, you do one thing and this is fucking it. And then you go to the other side and then that's, this is what you are. That's why I had to become sober. Right. it was... It was out of control. Yeah, I was a fucking parent. Because I, I moved from Baltimore to New York City. Okay. And I just became a burning angel. A burning new Angels, world, a Yeah, burning angel is like you. a New York, New Jersey, you know, that's right, right. where that's where they that's are. Where it started. Yeah, so yeah. I met a lot of club promoters and DJs and bartenders and I was drinking six nights out of the week. You know, oh, yeah. not even like just drinking, but like fucking wasted. wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like on shitty vodka and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. I was like a train wreck, and then I started like every Tuesday, me and my friend would go to this one bar, and we like I would pay for it, but I would get a fifty bag of coke and like do that, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, yeah, I was fucking, I was a mess, I was a fucking hot mess. How, how old were you? Like early twenties? I was twenty four when I what? Okay, I moved. What, okay, yeah, I moved what, to what sort City. of prompted that? I moved to New York City yeah, in yeah. July of two thousand seven, mm-hmm. and then my birthday is in September, and that's like when I started like meeting everyone. Okay, and then by January, I was a fucking mess, fucking mm-hmm. hot mess. You know, girls that like move to LA and they're like really, really young and they turn into these fucking like hot messes and right. they like do a bunch of drugs and right. like get fucking wasted. I'm gonna be an actress. That, right, that right. that's what I was. Okay. In New York City, but New York City's like fifty times bigger, like with people wise. Well, it, yeah, and it's 50, also fifty times more things to do. So and it's, it's like, also con- in a, a higher concentration. Yeah, area. so it's like right. it's like the girls that are here that like become hot messes. Like yeah. I was like. 10 times worse than that. And I was like, oh. so it wasn't until I like, I like woke up and I was like, oh man, I really want a shot of fucking Jameson. I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Really? It's amazing that you were able to have that sort of 
Oh, where it was, was hard. The... Oh, it was hard. It was yeah. really hard to quit because, well, I'm sure. you know, I had a lot of bar friends. Right. As in, like, not friends who want to hang out, like, have dinner and they want to, like, get you wasted with them. The right. bar. Right. I had a lot of those. So I had to, like, I didn't right. literally get new friends. But it's okay because it's New York. Right, right. There's a lot of friends there. Yeah. But so if, uh, what I'm saying for you to have the wherewithal in your own head to recognize that, like, oh, shit, I'm pretty fucked up. Like, this needs to change immediately. Especially, like you said, if you were obviously already that far, like, gone. Yeah. For you to be able to, to recognize that. But that's good that you did. Yeah, nobody nobody told me that I was a hot mess. I had to, like, figure it out on my own. Well, then it's good that you had got new yeah. friends because, obviously, well, misery loves company. It's like everyone, exactly. everyone is getting fucked up. Isn't going to be like, oh, hey, Jesse, you should probably think about this. And then just do, like, you know, there are 20 <laughs> lines. Like, yeah. they want you to be a part of that as well. Yeah, because they wanted me to buy the Coke for them. Right. <laughs> That's your decision. It made it across the board. I know, right? <laughs> You're like, I'm having fun. You're having fun at my expense. Eat a little entourage. I'm like, oh, man, I really want to eat some Coke. Do you want to pitch in? Yeah. I don't have any money. And I'll buy it. All right. All right. It's on me anyways. <laughs> Interesting. The idea uh, in and of itself, like the, you know... Uh, straight edge and pornography like those are, those are two separate worlds in the sense of like well I started doing porn before I claimed edge in and of itself because obviously people could look at something like straight edge and be like oh you know here's these you know goody two shoes people or whatever and then obviously there's the idea of you know pornography which is like clearly like no one can look at no one can look at that and be like that's something that's easily applied with like straight edge you know that's and that's honestly what interested me see here's the thing okay yeah. so Porn companies are supposed to, you know, showcase, you know, girls and the scenes as, like, these super, like, promiscuous, like, right. raunchy sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people that have, like, seen my scenes, like, yeah, yeah. I work with literally the same handful of guys. Mm -hmm. I've worked with literally, like, maybe, like, eight guys oh, okay. in over five years. Sure. I work with the same guys every single time right, right, I've right. seen. So, it's not really promiscuous. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one... It's tested, like sure. so you know it's safe. Of course. Two. Well, it's it's it's, it's a, a job, right? It's a business, so right, right? 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 People just don't get it. People are like people are like, oh, you're not edge. You do porn. I was like, oh, so you fucking dudes behind people's back is like, right? Right? Better right. than what I do because you probably caught something. Do people? I don't. Do people target you based off that fact? Do people have people literally said to you like young kids? Young kids do. Sure. But all of my friends who are like you know around my age like yeah. in their 30s or who have been like edged longer than these fucking kids who like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know say that I'm not edged sure, sure like my tattoo artist like he's been edged for like 21 years right right well yeah you you get to a certain like all of my friends who are yeah my age they're all like yeah cool porn that's awesome like a lot of my fan, like I have a lot of straight edge fans it's awesome right right no matter what a person thinks about obviously pornography in general they mm -hmm. could look at someone like you and be like wow like the message in and of itself straight edge like is yeah. getting to an audience that may have never even fucking thought about that just because exactly. you're introducing them to like that. the whole thing about being straight edge is not poisoning your body right How, sex is healthy mm-hmm what happens like when you get laid and you have really good sex? You're sure. so fucking happy. Endorphins. How is it right. poison? Like exactly. that's not poison. Like right. alcohol in your body, total poison. Like yeah, yeah. drugs, poison. Cigarettes, poison. Like all right. of that is poison. You right. know? Right, right. So no, no. I'm not totally. poisoning by putting something. In. It's you know, it's right, right. kind of going in my body. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Temporarily. Right. <laughs> exactly. In and out. Just a tip. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. As you started to, you know, like when you moved to New York and obviously as you started to get involved with Burning Angel, it's like, it, it seems like sort of a hacky, stereotypical question, but how did it sit with like your, you know, your mom? My how mom tells people that her daughter's a porn star. Yeah? My dad didn't know until recently, sure. like a couple of years ago, that I did 
anything. Is that the Christmas that he gave you the Bible? No, the Christmas <laughs> he gave me the Bible was like ten years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, that was way before ago. that. It was sure. like more than ten years ago. Got it, got it. I told him that I was a bartender. Okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm traveling from place to place and I always have money because I'm a bartender, duh. Right, right, right. That's what I do. Right. So, yeah. so when did you actually have the conversation with your mom? Like, mom, this is what... Right. My mom, oh, I told you... it. was my dad that I was right, like, your dad oh, I'm a bartender, yeah, yeah, yeah. dad. Totally a bartender. But yeah, my mom was like, cool about it. My mom, because my mom knows that I make really good decisions and I'm not going to like hurt myself. Mm-hmm. So she knows like... There's already that level yeah. of trust. Yeah. She knows that like, I'm not up to any trouble. So Interesting. I'm very smart about what I do. You were painting your relationship, obviously, in high school, where it was, like, you know, very adversarial. You guys were at each other's throat. Yeah. I was like that with both my parents, though. I was just rebelling against everything. Right. When did it turn the corner for you, where it's, like, your the relationship with your mom was really, like, um, solidified from that perspective? Um, probably after high school. Yeah. I think I was, like, after I got my GD. No, okay. right before then. I don't know. I, like, always had this, like, up and down with my mom where, like, mm-hmm. we'd, like, fight and then we'd love each other and then fight and love You know, that's what families do. Yeah, of course. It's like sisters. They fucking fight and they, like, throw each other's clothes out the window and shit right. like that. And then in a week they'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like one of those. I'm sorry I ruined your best pair of jeans. <laughs> funny, though. I was actually... I had a friend over. It was at my old house. And mm-hmm. um, I was wearing my older sister's pajama pants. I was literally just about to go in the shower and, like, take them off right over She's like, she's like, I go downstairs and she's down. She's like, you're wearing my fucking pants. I was like, I'm going to go in the shower and take them off. Just chill out. She's mm-hmm. like, no, take them off right now. So I'm like, fine. So I take them off. I go downstairs and I throw them in her face. I'm like, here's your fucking pad. Right. She goes, you fucking bitches. She fucking sucker punches me. Oh, my God. And, but but I ended up beating the fuck out of her. <laughs> Shortly thereafter. Like, oh, you want to fucking hit so my little sister wore those like platform shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like not heels, but actually right, like those huge platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah no like bicycle shoes. Right. And they're you know they're really rugged. So I took the fucking shoe and I beat my sister in the face with it. She had. Fucking this is your older sister, right? Oh, yeah. your younger sister. I used I used my younger sister's shoes. Right to beat her. To up. beat my older sister. Be- oh, <laughs> she she supplied you with the weapon in order to well, harm. Well, they're the closest sister. thing to me. Right, and then right, she had like all these scratches on her face, <laughs> and she couldn't go to school the next day. I can't even believe your mom was able to manage the household as crazy as it obviously sounds. Dude, my mom is a strong fucking woman. Right, right, right. <laughs> I go to her. <laughs> So you were stripping in New Jersey, and that's kind of when... Not in New Jersey, I was stripping in, in Baltimore. In Baltimore, yeah. correct. Um, and so once you started to do that, it was pretty much like, you're like, yo, I'm a natural. This is great. I really enjoy this. Well, I was so stripping mm-hmm. for a while. I stripped for a really long time. Totally all these different cities. But um, So you started then, to travel around? Or I, like cities well, that were local? I was local working to... in Baltimore, and then mm-hmm. when I moved to New York City, I was, was still taking the Chinatown bus to Baltimore. Okay. And then I stripped there, and then I moved up to Massachusetts and with Jeremy. Okay. And then um, I, like, danced out there, and then, like, when I used to come out here, when I was still living in New York City, I mm-hmm. would, like, dance at Crazy Girls, like, years ago. And, okay. And then Spearmint Rhino. So it's, like, and then I've also I've also danced in Jersey. Okay. Um, I've danced a lot of places. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so would, you, would, you say, would you say, like, do you prefer that to doing porn, or is it that is... I mean, they're obviously just kind of two um, separate things that you... It's kind of two separate things. Um, yeah, yeah. Porn is great because I know how much I'm getting. I know, like... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I never really thought about it. But you're yeah, like, like, um, like, okay, so I get the set, I get my makeup done, get yeah. my hair done, 
take pretty girl photos, which is, you know, non-sex stills. Right, right, not right. Non-sex anything. Right. And then after that, I do the sex stills and then the scene. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I leave. Right, and then you're like, all right, so thanks. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's like four hours. Sometimes it's eight hours. Sometimes it's a feature. It's like three days of 12 hours. Right. But stripping, it's like when I fly to Massachusetts to dance, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm on the stage for a half hour dancing for numerous customers and then off the stage for a half hour, back on the stage for a half hour. Off the, and like, I don't know. Sometimes I won't make any money because we no customers. Right, right. Or the guys won't be in the tattoo girls, which sure. happens, you know. I can imagine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I'll make a lot of money. Sometimes I barely make, sometimes I'll make like five, six hundred dollars in a shift. Sometimes I'll make like a hundred fifty, two hundred. Right, right, right. Just like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's interesting because I, I remember, I think I've been to maybe like street, three strip clubs in my life, but I remember one of the most like revealing things to me because like the, you know, the adult film industry and all these things were like so far removed from like my atmosphere. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I knew it exists, but it was just something that it's like, you know, I, I didn't have any interest in. It's whatever. like it's a straight edge thing. Yeah, and I mean, it was, and it wasn't even so much like it, you know. I mean, I was uh, utilizing porn, but it wasn't like I was like you know super interested, in, like you know, following porn stars and like that didn't. Yeah, you weren't a huge pervert. Right, <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> and so, I, but I remember going to this strip club in Costa Mesa called Ecstasy, and it was one of those things where I was like, I went with like old high school friends, and it was just I was like dragged. I was like, dude, I don't even think like. Because, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of strip clubs that are just fucking sad. You're just like, these are hollow shells of women. Like, just, you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking I'm sure you've seen maybe a few where it's like... That's how it is in LA, though. Because it's so hard to make money out here. Yeah. Unless a lot of girls... That's why I stopped dancing out here. Because it's so hard to make money if you're not doing extras. Sure, sure. Like, no, I really don't want to jerk guys off for 50 bucks. I'm okay. Thanks. (laughs) You're like, thanks. Thanks. I mean, I sat up front once and, you know, gave the girl a few dollars. But then I was sitting towards the back and was just hanging out. And then so obviously the girls were coming around trying to get lap dances. I remember this one girl just like sitting down, kind of rapping with us for a few minutes. And I, you know, I was pretty straight up. I was like, I'm I'm not interested in what you're trying to sell me currently. Like, and I didn't say it like that. I was kind. But my two friends left and then she just continued to, to talk to me. And it was like, I could tell that it was just like, I, she wasn't hitting on me. I wasn't like, it was just a, a normal real life conversation. And then guys would come over and be like, oh, hey. And then so she would go give them the lap dance and come back and talk to me. And like from that point on, it really like crystallized in my head where it's just like, oh, like she's clearly a normal girl. She goes to like Orange Coast College. And like mm-hmm. before that, it was just like this mythical creature of a porn, you know, not like she was a porn star, but like. That I think that's the common conception that most people have, and like I'm sure. Although a lot of girls are hollow shells, from from my own experience, and that's all just, you can speak from. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> or some girls are like super, super, super big hustlers, like they're super cutthroat. So like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really talk to LA strippers. Right. I have some friends who are LA strippers, but right. Part. It's different though, because when I first started going to strip clubs, mm. um, I lived in Buffalo. I grew up in Buffalo, so I'd go to the Canadian ones when I was nineteen. Oh, okay, they were the best fucking things ever. <laughs> They're so magical. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, the Canadian strip clubs are like literally the best ones. Interesting. Yeah, never, go to a Canadian strip club, but it has to be like Ontario. Montreal, but that's yeah. Yes, yeah, Montreal. That doesn't yeah, really yeah. count. That's not it's, really part of Canada. Right. They they are trying to see. The, the parallels that I also draw, like, in between, obviously, like, what you're doing, like, mm-hmm. how you've built, you know, your, essentially, you know, your career up. Yeah. You know, it's very similar to, obviously, like, what bands do from the perspective. It's a very yeah. DIY mentality. It's like, you know, you have built yourself to be like, okay, this is this is my corner of the market. This is yeah. what I do. Um, and it's like, that. that's also something that is, most people, I don't think, would notice the 
easy comparison between those two that at least yeah. I see. In my own experience, like, I mean, most of my friends are either in touring bands or work for touring bands. Like, right. they're touring. But that's who I get along with the most. Like, because mm-hmm. porn stars and rock stars, super similar. Mm-hmm. Super similar. Because, like, you know, they have, like, stage presence. Right. You know, when they're in stage, they act a certain way. When they're around fans, they act a certain way. Like, same with me. Like, when I'm on film or mm-hmm. when I'm, like, at an event or something, I have to act a certain way. Sure. The way I am on screen is now how I, obviously, now how I am, mm-hmm. like, in person. Like, right, right, I'm right. Just, you're channeling I'm, a different side of yourself. Exactly. For that, right? So I'm like, there's just, there's so many parallels between, especially like that, like I said, that whole DIY mentality where yeah. it's just like, I want to do this myself. Yeah. And I think. You want to stand out and get attention. And that's being an alt porn star. Right. Like, I have to stand out. Like, alt porn definitely stands out from normal porn. Of course. But then each alt girl has to stand out on their own away from all the other alt girls right. which is why I look the way I look like that's why I do like the blonde hair and crazy, <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah, color and, sure. you know, I used to tan and stuff like that so it was like kind of like a mainstream girl with tattoos right. but I like I'm a tomboy who right. does metal shows you know <laughs> right 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 you obviously have these like very contradicting like yeah. natures but I mean that obviously that like all adds yeah and like... I'm, I'm straight edge right. but I enjoy getting my friends wasted <laughs> so that, that kind of speaks back to your enabling Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. That's uh, perfect. You're like, I don't drink anymore. I can buy you guys to get dr- drinks and you guys can get shit faced. But I don't need to do that. Like, I was hanging out with my friend last night and, like, him and his friend were, like, you know, smoking me. And they're like, his friend goes, Oh, do you, you want to hit this? And I was like, um, And her friend goes, No, she, she doesn't do that. She's Ed. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me go in the other room. I was like, yeah. No, it's cool. Do what you want to do. Right. Gotta do it. No, it's no judge. No judgments. No judgments. He's like, Are you sure? I was like, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sort of two last things to sort of wrap things up. One, I would imagine guys are creepy, a reality. Yeah, and guys I, are creepy too. Sure. I would just imagine that like the, the sort of attention that can be garnished f- for you, um, you know, do you have to be super protective about obviously like who you kind of let in your life, like who you hang out with, like who um, just from the fact that, I mean, obviously if they're coming to you as a fan first, and then obviously can kind of maybe transition. I'm really, I'm really good at like knowing like who my fans are. I'm really, I'm really good at like reading people. Okay. I can like tell if someone's going to be a creep because I've dealt with so many people that have been like, what, where did this person come from? We're like, now sure. I know the characteristics of like someone who like changes drastically. So I don't really let that many people into my private life anyway. Right. So it's. This is just from an outsider's perspective. It seems like you're very, uh, you're obviously very open about, you know, most aspects of your life. I'm open about everything. Right. And then it's that I, personal information. That's the only thing I'm not open about. So. Right, right. Yeah, which that, and that's yeah, obviously what could trace people back to like, <laughs> oh, I know where you live. I know like all these creepy things that obviously yeah. could exist. Kind of what we were talking about earlier, where it's like the idea of, you know, sex feeling good and sex feeling more so pornography, obviously feeling like it gives women a sense of power in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Like, did, did, was that something that you identified with in the sense of like, uh, oh, like, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, being a feminist by doing this because it's my God given right to do porn. Or is it one of those things, like you said, you just solely focus on the fact that like, I like entertaining and I like that, that I can do this in my life and be able to be paid money for it. I hate when like feminists give other women shit. It, it's only the women who do scenes with guys that mm-hmm. they like feminists give them shit about. Like, there's, like, feminist porn stars, but they only need girl stuff. Well, I feel like it's reversed because it's, like, mm-hmm. you're having power over these guys by having them. Basically, when I do the scene, the guy does, like, I make the guy do all the work. Yeah. Well, yeah. The majority of the work, anyway. I sure. mean, I have to do some of it. But, right, you know? obviously. So it's, like, very empowering. And I, like, tell them, like, do this, do that, like, harder, faster, do like that. Like, 
I'm pretty much like leading the entire scene. So mm-hmm. it's like, I just really like entertaining being the center of attention. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the age old, uh, easy go to where it's like, oh, like pornography, like that's, you know, clearly demeaning to women. Like, it's cl- not. It's actually the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not demeaning at all. Like, yeah, there is porns that are like that, but I don't right. really do porn like that. I don't sub at all. Fuck that. I'm too dominant to sub. Sub. Wait. Submissive? Yeah. Oops. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you know I, what I, I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't... Uh... When I lived in New York City, I was the dominatrix for a while. So I was a dom. Sure. I fucked dudes with me ass, and it was awesome. I called them my little bitches, but I told them like, what a fat piece of shit they were. It, it, Somehow it's... tiny their dicks were, you know. <laughs> fun stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pornography as like punk like because i mean it the the whole industry in and of itself was founded off of a lot of the ideals that punk and hardcore were raised on where it's like questioning establishment and being like all the way that things were going in the past i don't want to fucking do any of that we're gonna do our own thing here because pornography i mean essentially it's mainstream now like it's getting there i think it's just because a lot of like big names have done some mainstream stuff like Sasha Gray did some of stuff, course. and James Dean is, like, doing movies. He did some Lindsay Lohan Lindsay movie. Lohan movie, yeah, yeah, I was reading about that. I heard it's really, really, really yeah, yeah. bad. I just, so I just read a, a That's fun. That's a lot of fun. Where you're at in your, your career right now, you're comfortable. Is there other things that you want to transition to do in the future? Like, do you have any sort of grand well, vision I'm from that perspective? I'm going to school at Paul Mitchell for hair, but I want to be a makeup artist, but... I know I can't just get makeup gaze and live off that. So I'm like, well, I like doing my hair too. So I like doing hair. So, you know, sure. I love coloring. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like makeup and hair coloring. Like, you know, they, they tie together, together. Right, because right, right. it's like, you know, putting makeup on is coloring your face. Right. And putting color on your hair is makeup for your hair. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know. Of course. As to know each other. Looking at something like that as potentially being like, okay, like once I decide to transition out of porn, like this is something that I obviously... When I decide to do that, I don't right. mean, I could just also be a stylist and still do pornography. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> I try to be technical with it. I mean, I know most people say porno, but... <laughs> exactly. Well, I really appreciate you hanging out and obviously... Thanks. I have fun sharing all of my end of secrets. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There you go. I thought it was a really interesting chat. I was glad to be able to, I don't know if I would say shed the light on the fact that, you know, these people that participate in the adult film industry, they're real people. Because uh, obviously it's very easy to look at them and view them as just some, you know, like I said in the interview, some, you know, mythical being or whatever. I distinctly remember my experience of going to a strip club when I was like, I don't know, 19 years old and having a girl interact with me that was one of the performers. I don't know if you call them that. Just kind of shattering some misconceptions I have in regards to that profession as well. And so um, it was an enlightening experience for me. And I hope that this enlightened you in some fashion as well. Because after all, stripping adult film industry... It is very DIY in nature as well. Like people just kind of decide to do it and figure out how to, you know, put two and two together from there. So propertyofzack.com, 100wordspodcast.com. And uh, until next time, be safe and I will see you all next week. Thanks. Thanks.